Welcome back to our third week of looking through First and Second Kings. This is uh, day two of that third week. We're looking at Rehoboam and Jeroboam and the lessons we can learn from them about leadership. They both went the wrong direction, so they teach us what not to do. From Rehoboam, we learned yesterday, don't listen to the wrong advisors. It's the worst thing. And from Jeroboam, we learn, don't listen to your fears. One of the worst things a leader can do is listen to their fears. Jeroboam, from the reign of Solomon, had wanted to be a king. And actually, God had promised that he was going to lead part of the kingdom. He knew that it was coming. But instead of trusting it like David did, he tried to push it forward, was exiled, and now he's come back, and God's going to fulfill his promise. But Jeroboam becomes frightened, scared of losing his position. And his leadership begins to take its cues from that fear. Leadership from a platform of love is encouraging. It's refreshing. Leadership from a platform of fear, it is repressive. It's frightening. You don't always know where it's coming from. You just know there's just this depressed, repressive, frightening, controlling feeling in this whole organization, in this whole family, in this whole school. You can't always know why, but oftentimes it's because the leader is listening to their fears. Fear in leadership, it can grow from a variety of sources. The fear of failing, the fear of disappointing those that you're leading, the fear of losing your position. Jeroboam helps us to see what this fear starts to do to us. What happens when leadership starts to take its cues from your fear? Well, first you begin to make security a priority. Verses 1 Kings 12, verses 26 and 27, Jeroboam thought to himself, the kingdom will now likely revert to the house of David. If these people go up and offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, they will again give their allegiance to their Lord, Rehoboam, king of Judah. They will kill me, and they'll return to King Rehoboam. Now here, Jeroboam's fears, they begin in earnest. And the security of the kingdom, the security of his own life, it becomes the priority. Remember, he's taking the northern kingdom. Rehoboam is taking Judah to the south. That's where Jerusalem is. That's where the temple is. So he thinks, if I let the people go worship at the temple, they're going to start to have allegiance to Rehoboam. Now, God had promised Rehoboam the northern kingdom, but he couldn't find security in those promises. All he could listen to was his own fears, and they began to drive his life to guide his life. It's easy to do. There's a lot to worry about. There's a lot to be afraid of in this world. Without God's promises, all there is is something to be afraid of in this world. So what are you going to hang on to? Your fears or God's promises? It's going to determine the kind of leader that you are in your family, in your school, in your business, in your work, in your faith. What happens when fear starts to take control? A second thing that happens is you start to set allegiance to you above even worship to the Lord. It becomes the major priority. And because of that, listen to the actions that Jeroboam takes in 1 Kings 12, 28 to 32. After seeking advice, the king made two golden calves. And he said to the people, it's too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. One he set up in Bethel and the other in Dan. And this thing became a sin. The people went even as far as Dan to worship the one there. Jeroboam built shrines on high places and appointed priests from all sorts of people, even though they were not Levites. He instituted a festival on the 15th day of the eighth month, like the festival held in Judah, and he offered sacrifices on the altar. This he did in Bethel, sacrificing to the calves that he had made. And at Bethel, he also installed priests at the high places that he had made. So in the end, it was look at what Jeroboam had built. He had built his own temple his own priests, 
his own festivals. He built his own religion. He makes two golden calves and says, here are your gods, just like, just like had happened with the people of Israel as they were fleeing from Egypt. And Aaron had made those golden calves. He doesn't even learn from Scripture what not to do. Why does this happen? It happens because it is more important to Jeroboam that the people follow him than that they worship the Lord. It's more important to Jeroboam that he be in power than that God be followed. The priority of his life became the power of his leadership. Now, you and I, we look at this and think, nothing like that could happen to me. Don't be so sure. Fear can cause our pride to begin to overwhelm our every decision. And the false gods that we have today are not these two golden calves. They're things like money or where you live. And you begin to play on those fears in people's lives. You begin to play on those fears in a way that causes them to worship money or to be so concerned about where they live and that being taken away from them that now you're controlling their decisions. That's what happened with Jeroboam. That's what happens because of fear. And then a third thing that happens because of fear, you see in chapter 13, verses 33 and 34, you become very stubborn. You start to refuse any opportunity to change. Listen to what happens. It says, even after this, Jeroboam did not change his evil waves, but once more appointed priests for the high places from all sorts of people. Anyone who wanted to become a priest, he consecrated for the high places. This was the sin of the house of Jeroboam that led to its downfall and to its destruction from the face of the earth. Now, it says even after this, he would not change. After what? Well, right before this, a prophet had died, a prophet who had actually healed Jeroboam, a good man before the Lord, but he did not follow God's direction completely, and so God took him from this earth. It was a huge warning, a warning to Jeroboam. If this kind of a man could die, could be destroyed because he didn't follow God, so could Jeroboam. But even then, Jeroboam would not listen. He would not change because fear was controlling his life. The last thing that you want to do when you're afraid is change. You just stay the course. You just stick where you are. God invites us to change and to grow, but when fear is in our lives, it invites us to become stubborn and stagnant and stay right where we are. Why are people sometimes so unreasonably stubborn, even in the face of the most clear evidence that they need to change? You could change and your family would be different. You could change and your business would be different. You could change and people would look at you differently. Why won't they change? Because they're afraid. Fear has frozen them in their leadership tracks. Fear has frozen them right where they are. And so Jeroboam, because of his fear, he won't change. And it leads to the destruction of his kingdom. The final thing that fear does to us, you see, in the life of Jeroboam is you turn your back on God. So in 1 Kings 7 to 9, we read the news that came to Jeroboam about what was going to happen to his kingdom. And we read why it happened to his kingdom. Here's what the prophet said. Go tell Jeroboam that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I raised you up from among the people and made you a leader over my people Israel. I tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you. But you've not been like my servant David, who kept my commands and followed me with all of his heart, doing only what was right in my eyes. You've done more evil than all who lived before you. You have made for yourself other gods, idols made of metal, and you've provoked me to anger and thrust me behind your back. That last phrase, 
turned your back on God. Even more than that, you have thrust me behind your back. Fearful leaders have to put God in the backseat of their lives because God always challenges us to change and grow. He always challenges us to overcome our fears. And if I'm going to live in my fear, controlled by my fear, controlling others with my fear, I eventually have to start thrusting God into the back of my life. And the tragedy of that is God is the very one who can calm our fears, but he gets thrust out of the picture. Why do we do that? Because it is the very nature of fear that it decays our faith. As you look at your own life, your own leadership, is there fear in your leadership at home, at work, at church? If there is, you're probably experiencing this decay from the inside out. But the good news is, 1 John tells us, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. If you will listen to God's love for you, he will begin to cast that fear out of your life. Your life might be overwhelmed, overcome by fear. He can begin to change it. He can begin to change it. Or you might be someone who is just facing the regular fears of everyday life, and another fear is going to happen to you today. How are you going to overwhelm, overcome that fear in your life rather than letting it overwhelm and overcome you? By listening to God's love. Great leaders have learned two valuable lessons. Who to listen to, good advice, but also who it is that loves them, because that's how you overcome fear. So right now, as we pray, as we think about the fact that fear can sometimes destroy our leadership, let's just take a moment to listen to God's love. And in prayer, would you just say, God, thank you that you love me. Whether I fail or succeed today in my eyes or in other people's eyes, you love me. I can never, never get outside the bounds of your love. There can never be a failure of your love for me. So Lord, I pray that would build a new confidence into my heart into my life. Let me live in that place of your love, knowing you love me no matter what. And out of that, let my leadership come for my family, for my school, for my work, for my faith. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to start learning some lessons of servant leadership from Elijah. <music> 